Let's get weird. I've seen weird before, but this is weird. And strike a pose. We're just gonna be ourselves and that's it. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, April 30th through Sunday, May 2nd. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. Michael B. Jordan may look the part of the Man of Steel, but it doesn't seem like he'll be suiting up as the DC Comics character, despite some rumors that have been floating around. The Black Panther and Just Mercy actor responded to suggestions that he might be starring as Superman in a new movie during an interview for his film Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. More on that later with The Hollywood Reporter. Jordan said it was smart of DC to hire Ta-Nehisi Coates to write the new movie, but as for him being Superman, he said, quote, I'm flattered that people have me in the conversation. It's definitely a compliment, but I'm just watching on this one. 788,400,000 minutes, or 25 years, after Rent first premiered on Broadway, producer Neil Patrick Harris, Andy Senior Jr., and Victor Patrick Alvarez are celebrating the iconic show and reviving it, but with a twist. In the new HBO documentary Revolution Rent, which was just announced, cameras follow the process of Senior Jr. traveling to Cuba and directing a production of the show, which will be the country's first Broadway musical produced by an American company in more than 50 years. Harris starred in a late 90s national production of the Tony-winning show as Mark, and he directed a 2010 production of the show at the Hollywood Bowl that starred Vanessa Hudgens, Wayne Brady, Aaron Tveit, Nicole Scherzinger, Skylar Astin, and more. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and a whole lot more, head over to EW.com. All right, let's get quacking, or cracking, on today's top five picks. As you may have guessed from that little pun there, number five is The Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which is welcoming back a flock of original cast members in this week's episode. A big Spirit of the Ducks gala brings the gang back together, including Averman, Adam Banks, Connie, Fulton Reed, Guy, and Kenny Wu, all played by their original actors from the Mighty Ducks trilogy. While the team has changed a lot in the 25 years since D3, some of the former Ducks haven't. Here's Eldon Henson, who plays Fulton, on stepping back into the former Enforcer's skates. Fulton is, will always be a bash brother at heart. Um, and uh, it was incredible to... Um, to revisit that and uh, you know we had a I think it really hit me when we had the wardrobe fitting and they broke out the bandanas and <laughs> you know the like you know boots and the you know the camouflage and all that stuff and I just remember thinking like this is so incredibly surreal and awesome and fun and um, and it was a cool opportunity to uh, you know expand on that a little bit and bring back these beautiful characters that Steve Brill created, you know, all those years ago. Nostalgia abounds for viewers and actors alike. You can stream the big reunion episode on Disney Plus now. Let's leave Minnesota behind and journey across time and space for our number four pick, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. The weirdest and wildest Arrowverse show is 
back on Sunday with a sixth season that promises to be even weirder and wilder than before. In the new season, the Wave Rider crew is searching for their leader, Sarah Lance, who was abducted by aliens at the end of season five. To find her, they recruit a brand new teammate, Esperanza Spooner Cruz, an alien expert slash conspiracy theorist who believes she can speak with extraterrestrials. Meanwhile, Sarah does all she can to escape, including releasing a bunch of aliens into the timeline, which the team will have to chase throughout history. Just another day on Legends of Tomorrow. Here's a preview. The woman I love was abducted by aliens last night. I will do anything if you can find her. The universe exists for one reason. To kill you. This is out of all our leagues. We're the only people who are capable of handling time-traveling aliens. We're the experts. It's time to go to work, love. You are all the best of the best. If we handle this logically and rationally, we will get Sarah back. Like we said, wild. There's so much more to come this season, including a Disney animation spoof, a Clue episode, and an installment set in a fictional sitcom starring an elf-like alien. Truly, if you aren't watching the show, you are missing out. Be sure to check out all of our six days of Legends of Tomorrow content over at EW.com and tune in for the season premiere Sunday at 8 p.m. on The CW. All right, folks, it's time to check in with one of our own. I have recruited EW's Ruth Kinane to join me on today's podcast. Hey, Ruth, how are you? I am good, thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. All right, so are you ready for the big question? Yeah. What you watching? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just finished binging Dollface on Hulu, which is a 10-episode comedy starring Kat Dennings. It, um, it's created by Jordan Weiss and produced by Margot Robbie's production company. Um, and I believe it's based on Vise's experience of graduating college and getting out of a relationship and realizing that she'd kind of messed up and uh, abandoned all her female friendships. Mm-hmm. So basically in the pilot, we meet Jules, played by Kat Dennings, who has just been dumped by her boyfriend of five years. And she has this weird kind of hallucinogenic moment in a fantasy sequence, which features this literal cat lady. So it has like a human body with a cat head, <laughs> um, which is voiced by Beth Grant, who probably everyone knows as Bev from the Mindy Project. So, you know, it's already yes. kind of kooky and funny. Um, yep. Anyway, so this this cat lady kind of makes her realize that she has, on breaking up with this crappy boyfriend, that she hasn't doesn't really have any female friends anymore. And she's kind of centered her whole life on him and moved into his apartment, become friends with his sister and kind of not really been trying too hard at work either just because he's the only thing that's really mattered to her, which is weird because he's truly terrible. Like you only meet him for five minutes in the pilot and you're like, uh, what (laughs) were you thinking? Uh, Um, So basically she tries to reconnect with her best friends from college who are Madison played by Brenda Song and then Stella played by Shay Mitchell um, to kind of reconnect and figure out what it is to be a friend and also just like a girl again, which is sort of a weird premise because obviously there's not just one definition of what a single girl is, but (laughs) um, so that's where it kind of, that's where it kind of starts. And then she makes friends with this weird girl, Izzy at work too, who has been pretending her name is Allison because she wanted to fit in with two other coworkers named Allison is a whole weird thing. (laughs) But anyway, that's how, that's how it kind of um, starts. And obviously at the beginning, her friend Madison, who was her best friend in college, isn't super pleased that she's just showing Mm -hmm. up and like, Hey, I'm just going to fit back into your life. Yeah. But you know, soon enough there's brunch and bachelorette parties and work parties and (laughs) all the things that we don't do anymore. (laughs) 
Yeah, but that's really something that happens. I know girls who've experienced that. Mm -hmm. I definitely know guys who've experienced that. So uh, to see that kind of play out in this way, I really appreciate that premise. I like seeing female friendship on TV. I think that's something that TV is doing better and better. Like Younger does it really well. Broad City obviously Mm -hmm. does it. Broad City is probably the best example of it because they're so unabashedly like kind to one another on that show. Mm -hmm. Um, This is not that. I will like Broad City is in a whole other league, but um you know, there's still things to relate to. It's a bit more frivolous and fun and like, I don't know. It's certainly not groundbreaking TV, but it's bingeable. It's fun. <laughs> sure, sure. It's fun, especially with 10 episodes. And by the way, going through the cast list here, I mean, Malin Ackerman's also in this, Goran Vizhnik, yeah. um, uh, Dave Coulier's in an episode, Michael Angarano, Macaulay Culkin, Joey Lawrence, and then... Oh my uh, gosh, yeah, I even forgot by that. <laughs> yeah, and um, Margot, who you said, Margot Robbie, who's one of the producers, she also appears in an episode, right? Yeah, she is like a yoga instructor, kind of spiritual guide with like, I'm trying to remember, she's like, you know, it doesn't look like her normal glamorous right. self, but yeah, she and it's fun. And Malin Ackerman is plays Jules's boss at this kind of like weird female-run goop, almost like kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle company. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, I feel like they could use her more, and I hope there's going to be a second season. So I hope that she'll get like a little bit more screen time. But yeah, she's a little bit wasted in the role, but she it, it is there's definitely more to unpack from with her going forward. This is a show I definitely missed the first time around, so I am adding it to my list. Yeah. I did, too. Yeah. And if the rest of you want to, Dollface, all 10 episodes of the first season, available on Hulu. Thanks, Ruth. Thank you so much. Everyone out there waiting on season three of Jack Ryan, may we recommend our number three pick? Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Michael B. Jordan stars in this action thriller as John Clark, an elite Navy SEAL seeking vengeance for his pregnant wife's murder at the hands of a squad of Russian soldiers. He'll join forces with a fellow SEAL, played by Queen and Slim's Jodie Turner-Smith, and a shadowy CIA agent, played by Jamie Bell, to pursue the assassins at all costs. But in the process, he unwittingly exposes an international conspiracy that threatens to engulf the U.S. and Russia in an all-out war. Here's a preview. Somebody would like to talk to you. John, if you're done in there, we need you to get back in the field. Senior Chief Kelly, it appears you have a common enemy with the United States. They took everything from me. My family. I got nothing left. Their plan is a series of strategic attacks all over the world. We have to respond. I need to be on that team. Lieutenant Commander Greer, you lead the mission. You know what? Get you a man who can be both People Magazine's sexiest man alive and a badass action star. Without Remorse is streaming on Amazon Prime Video now. It's trivia time! Before joining the Marvel Universe as Killmonger in Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan was considered for which slightly more heroic role? T'Challa, Sam Wilson, or Peter Quill? Stick around for the answer, plus our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, 
their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuitsandjam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Before we get back into things, we wanted to let you know about a new addition to the EW podcast family. EW's Binge, The Fast Saga, revs up today, going through the Fast and Furious franchise one quarter mile, or one movie, at a time. The first episode features Vin Diesel looking back on the one that started it all, 2001's The Fast and the Furious. Here's a clip with Diesel reminiscing about Paul Walker. It's like, you know, he would always say, every time we'd come out of a movie, every time we'd come out of a premiere, he'd always say, it would just be me and him. But whatever movie it was, everyone would be, studio would be away from us, that cast and the crew, and everybody would always give us our moment. And he'd always say, then the best one's still in the can. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear the ball? They're going crazy. We need the best one still in the can. Well, there is plenty more where that came from. New episodes will be dropping on Fast Fridays with Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Nathalie Emanuel, and many more stopping by. You can find EW's Binge, The Fast Saga, wherever you get your podcasts. Anderson Cooper's run as guest host on Jeopardy comes to an end with tonight's episode, but his tenure has produced some memorable moments and a controversial one, which you can read more about at EW.com. But there was one particularly funny bit we chose for our soundbite of the week. Late Secretary of State George Shultz was said to have a tiger tattoo on his rear, a legacy of his days at this Ivy League university. Kelly. What is Princeton? That's right. I'm glad this wasn't a video clue. <laughs> Nice one, Anderson. By the way, 60 Minutes correspondent Bill Whitaker will step in to host the show next week, and guest hosts Mayim Bialik, LaVar Burton, and more are still on the way. Jeopardy airs weeknights in syndication. Check your local listings for more info. Number two. Now let's head to the coast for our number two pick, the Mosquito Coast, that is. Developed by Luther creator Neil Cross, the Apple series stars Justin Thoreau, or Theroux, as his famous novelist Uncle Paul Theroux revealed this week that it's actually pronounced. Anyway, Justin Theroux Thoreau plays Ali Fox, a brilliant inventor who's increasingly frustrated by American culture and consumerism. Soon he finds himself on the run from the U.S. government with his family in tow, heading for Mexico in hopes of escape. If this all sounds familiar, you should know that the show is based on Uncle Paul Theroux's book, which was previously adapted as a 1986 film starring Harrison Ford. You might think that Justin went to his uncle to propose a new adaptation, but the actor told EW's Clark Collis that it didn't exactly go down that way. I would love to be able to say I was having coffee with my uncle and I said, you know, we should really dust off Mosquito Coast and make it into a great TV show um, and then take much more credit for it. But that's not the case. It was sort of the opposite. He had, uh, you know, sort of been a part of, you know, bringing it to life with everybody. And then and then I just sort of, you know, slipped on a banana peel and then had the, and then met with Neil yeah. and then um, obviously and, and Fremantle and, and Apple mm -hmm. um, and then 
I had the joy of calling him up and saying, hey, how would you feel about me playing Alley? And he was extremely chuffed by the whole idea. Well, we would certainly think so. You can see Thoreau in the first two episodes of The Mosquito Coast on Apple TV Plus now. And we are through with that one. And now we're returning to the House of Evangelista for our number one pick, Pose. The groundbreaking FX series returns Sunday night to kick off its final season, but it'll have a hell of a run before taking its final bow. Here's co-creator Stephen Canals to tease what we can expect this season. During the first season, and for many of our characters, specifically in the pilot, they name our character's name, what their great desire is. Many of our characters in that pilot, and again in the first season, explicitly state, this is the thing I want most. So our third season is really an exploration of what it means to get the thing that you've always wanted the most. So what are the joys and what are the complications of finally attaining the dream? Mm. And that really, I think, is the most succinct way for me to, to tell you what the third season is all about. To put it a little less succinctly, season three picks up in 1994 at the height of the AIDS epidemic, with Blanca struggling to balance being a mother with being a present partner to her new love, as well as her latest role as a nurse's aide. Meanwhile, Pray Tell contends with unexpected health burdens, and in the ballroom scene, a new, more vicious upstart house rises in the ranks, forcing the House of Evangelista to contend with their legacy and potentially reassemble. Savor this last ride, folks. There's only seven episodes to go before the end. The first two air Sunday starting at 10 p.m. on FX. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Michael B. Jordan was considered for which MCU role before being cast as Killmonger, T'Challa, Sam Wilson, or Peter Quill? You know, Jordan would have looked pretty fly in this role. The answer is Sam Wilson, a.k.a. Falcon. That role, of course, ultimately went to Anthony Mackie, a.k.a. the new Captain America. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.